What is up? Welcome back to the 3C Podcast. It's Monday, and you know what that means. Another conversation with someone from the Juice. This time, it is a new team member. I am joined by the new director of sales, Kate Van Lu at the Juice. Caught her on her first week. I said, hey, I'm tr- trying to start a tradition. Can you jump on the pod, talk about your onboarding, what you're bringing to the Juice, your experience, your mindset, I mean, had a ton of fun chatting with her. If you like what you've been hearing on the 3C Podcast, hit that subscribe button. Leave me a review. Tell me how I'm doing. You can sign up for our wait list. You can do that with the link in the show notes or go to thejuicehq.com. Drop in your email. You'll get a newsletter written weekly with handpicking curated content from the Juice team. Without further ado, let's kick it to the conversation. What is up? Welcome back to the show. I'm excited to be starting a new tradition here on the Monday episode of the 3C podcast. That is, I would like to, the goal is to bring on new teammates who join the juice, chat with them, learn about kind of their background, experience, why they joined the juice and what they will be working on. And we are growing. We have a new important hire, our new first salesperson, our new director of sales. Welcome to the Juice and welcome to the 3C podcast, Kate. Yay. Thank you. It's funny. I feel like Jonathan and I have spent the last, I don't know, it just seems like an ongoing theme on this show to talk about onboarding new people, recruiting talent, bringing new people on to grow. I know it's one of Jonathan's big rocks or goals for this quarter. So I guess first, just really general. I know you're a couple of days in and you were doing some work last week to prepare, but how has uh, joining the new team been so far? Great. I'm excited. You know, there's a lot to, there's a lot to take in. There's a lot that's also business as usual. Like, you know, we talked a little bit yesterday. It's kind of learning your language, what's been done, what needs to be done, like just catching up on what I've missed in the last handful of months and and what's been built and and all those things that really I have uh, ahead of me, of course, some fun product stuff to, you know, to feel confident selling and just having hopefully lots of conversations, which is what, of course, the task is going to be. So yeah, it's been really fun so far. Awesome. And I know that you obviously have a background in uh, B2B and B2B selling, and I want to get into that. But before I do, just working in different types of companies and onboarding and becoming an employee and getting to work has... I would imagine, I think so. I've, I've looked at your LinkedIn profile and we've chatted about your experience. But for me, this was the first experience that I had where it was joining a company that you know is pre-launch and small, early stage, right? Has, is there anything different about the fact that we're just getting going and there's nothing really established and we're kind of making it up as we go? Has there been any kind of different or any observations there that you can think of? Yeah. I mean, I think it's funny that I've, I think I've progressively like with my career history gotten earlier and earlier, like in where I am in the life of, of the business. 
what I love about that is I, I've had the opportunity to come in at different stages all along the way, therefore also, and kind of then have that frame of reference in my mind of where, you know, where did the company, like what, what was going on at that stage in let's say revenue or whatever it was processes, like workflow, you know, all the things, the unique thing and the fun of really coming on so early on and why I want to so much is for all of the experimentation, all the hard things, but really also just to take a little bit from everything and in theory put it together in a way that's kind of the best of all the worlds that I've, I've been in so far and to do that with other smart people. So, well, I've been the same way and I don't know what that, that says about us where we started big companies and then uh, immediately go to, I don't, I like for me, and I don't know, it sounds like maybe a little bit for you just in hearing that, like I, I found a passion for, I didn't like, there's a problem. Let's build and work on this problem and like get our hands dirty and, and make it happen. And I think for my personal experience, like that's why I've scaled down. I also too, like there's a piece of me that likes the betting component. Like I want to bet on this team. I want to bet on the product. I want to bet on the market. Does any of that resonate with you as you join the juice? hundred percent. I think, yeah, those of us that choose to live in this world where everything's measurable and fast and, you know, I mean, I think that's true of sales and marketing generally anyway, you know, you kind of have to put yourself, want to put yourself through it time and time again, but yeah, doing the hard thing, put, you know, place in the bet. And I also really enjoy, like one of the things that I think I'm good at is sort of puzzling things out or creating efficiencies where there aren't any already. Like how can we never have to talk about this one thing again ever by like fix like what needs to happen for us to never ever do this again? Like is there something we need to automate or create or whatever? And there's infinite opportunities to do that right now. So um, aside from just, you know, having lots of conversations, that's something that I'm looking forward to also. Yeah, I, there is a lot of that. And that's why I get excited about bringing new smart people on board, especially in the go-to-market function, because they're like, it's endless. Like there's so many things that are happening right now because we're all running at hundred miles an hour and we're all spending a lot of time in different areas and we don't necessarily take a step back and say, okay, if we would just tweak this or get rid of this, it would save us like, you know, three or four hours in our week. And with those three to four hours, we can point that towards having better conversations with customers. And I think adding new people on board, like you get to come in with a fresh set of eyes and just be like, why are, why are you doing things that way? Like, what if we did things that way? So I think that's a piece of like being an early stage company is like, I hope that you come in and say like, Hey, I think we should do X because it'll help, you know, make this process better. And I think coming from a mindset of like, nothing here is established, like it is all fluid. And I think that's what excites me most about working at an early stage and then bringing on new people. 100%. And I also think there's so much trust among that group because of the size of that group. Like I know this is the chosen group at this stage and that's such a great place to be so that when you have those conversations, like you said, like, 
you're having smart conversations with the people in the room that were chosen to be there at that place and time. And that brings, I think, a new level to, to the conversation too. So. Yeah, absolutely. And I'd love, we've talked so much about just like this idea of how freaking hard it is, especially when you don't have a product and you're don't really have a brand recognition, although I am working every damn day to make that change. But how hard it is to bring like new talent like yourself on board. I think, you know, it is a, we've got to grow this team. It's a top priority for Jonathan. And we've talked a lot about it on the podcast. I'd love to just maybe get from, from you being the new team member, like what was that experience like for you from like, maybe start to you sitting here talking with me on the show, like, like what sort of things went on in the process? What sort of things happened from like your thinking about like, is this the right opportunity? Okay. Yes, it is the right opportunity. Talk to me a little bit about just like your process for joining the Jews. Yeah. So John, you know, everything, everything. I mean, I think just like the theme of, of everything that we're doing is just how much, just the fact that relationships matter so much and authenticity and being open to always being open to a conversation and, and a relationship and kind of finding that common theme with someone. And uh, last year when of course we were, we were all at home more or less, Jonathan and I had just a, just a coffee meeting over zoom just to get to know you sort of meeting event with no agenda and met that way. And, you know, ended with like the, of course, if you ever, whatever need it, you know, and sometimes when you say that, or I feel like that's exchanged often at the end of one of those types of meetings. And, you know, you say it and you almost feel silly sometimes saying it because, you know, I don't know that we'll ever cross cross paths again, or, or maybe we will just because we're in the same community and, you know, but, um, but yeah, then, uh, I watched definitely uh, and, and was curious to see as, as things got a little more noisy with what he was building. And I think like, you know, got on the wait list, like wanted to, to just watch because I think what he's doing is so, so hard and exciting and crazy and all those things. And it's just, you know, I talked to him pretty early on in his lifetime with the juice. And so it was just fun to watch. And then, of course, he said, hey, we're, it's time for a sales team. So would you want to talk? And at the time, I was like, of course, you know, I'll always talk. I mean, it's seldom I won't have a conversation because I think, you know, I made a lot of just even friends that way. You just never, never know. And I said, whether it's me or maybe like someone in my network, give me an idea of what you're looking for. And, and then it just, I think the first thing for me was like, I have a lot, I feel like I have a lot of questions and that's typical for me. Like I want to pick at the business and understand a little bit better and didn't, and like could have gone over the first meeting we had, like, and got off and then was still, you know, thinking about it. And that was the first sign for me, like, Hmm, <laughs> you know, I wonder if there's more here and I wonder if it's something I'd be interested in. And then sometimes things just, you know, I think the universe aligns a little bit and we continue to have good conversations. And I talked to, you know, some others in, in both of our networks and, and things just seemed to make a lot of sense at the end of the day. So. Well, well, welcome to the party and welcome to the group that kind of 
took a leap and we're trying to figure it out day by day. Um, but I know, I know while this is a company that is deeply rooted in marketers, it is a, a group of marketers that also think very diligently and thoughtfully about sales. So I think it is a cool space that I found, you know, to operate. Now I'm excited. Like I'm excited to, I think so much of what I have been kind of working on has been, all right, how do we change this mindset with the market or people that are doing marketing to make them understand and know that like, you don't need to like go trap people into your, you know, marketing funnels and follow up with them a million times and run the same rigid process that they're not used to. Like that is like the opportunity from a marketing perspective is like, how do we message and communicate to marketers saying like, they don't need to do things that way. And so like, as I'm thinking through that, I've definitely been like mindful and and thoughtful of like thinking about the, the great sales experiences that I've had in the past with software and like what has made me say, you know what, like, I want to buy this software because I think it'll make my make what we're doing better. And typically, like it starts with the person. Like I buy from someone that I like. Like I want to like get on the call. I'm not like dreading the demo. I want to get on the call to talk about pricing and to go because I like the person and I like their style. And I think that's I think there's a lot of opportunity there in just like B two B, which is marketing and sales is like thinking like, yes, you do represent a company, but first and foremost, like your impression and the relationships that you build on the other end, I think are are super, super powerful. So just as like, I'm just rambling and talking about how <laughs> I'm thinking about things like how, what's your reaction to that as you just like jump in and you're, you know, yeah. the, the first salesperson and you're going to be communicating regularly with the people we're trying to get to pay us. Yeah. So, I mean, I couldn't agree more. It's, you know, there's a, there's a solution behind it that makes sense when someone becomes a customer, of course, there's enough value there or disruption or something that's going to add to the business, but there's also the relationship and it's, it, it matters so much. And it's one of the things that I think over time, what's really helped me, I've been selling for over 10 years is over time learning that I don't have to be like, I'm not a very salesy salesperson. I don't need, like, I don't need to be, I'm just, or kind of learning and having those lines blur between who I am in my personal life and who I am in my professional life. Like how I talk to my family and people close to me versus how I talk to, you know, and it's, it's the same, quite frankly. So it's what I end up having are truly some good friendships and relationships as outcomes of sales conversations and not people I'm, you know, seeing, but people I'm certainly internet friends with or, or people that would care to know what I'm doing and, and want to talk to talk again and, and have some trust in me as a human, you know, certainly when I join a new a new organization and have some trust in those choices. And there must really be something to it. It also makes it really hard though. I mean, it's, it's hard as a salesperson because you have to have the chance to form that relationship, right? I mean, everyone has had those bad experiences 
And in order to feel like you want to take a demo or ex excited for a call as you, as you put it and like look forward to it, even you have to have given that person the chance the first time around. And that's the toughest part for us collectively, I think in sales is trying to change some of that misperception or ha have the, the, the other person, of course, be receptive to starting the conversation. But I mean, it's the relationship that absolutely matters more than anything. Okay. So this, this thread excites me and I want to take it one, <laughs> one level deeper. I agree on, you know, as someone who is a marketer at a software company, like you can just look at like Scott Brinker's map of the, you know, 8,000 solutions that exist. Like I am an easy target of someone that I get prospected into. I get people want to sell to me all the time just because there's a lot of solutions. Marketing holds a lot of budget. And so for me, like it, it, I think about what breaks through and obviously like people who I I have a podcast. I tweet. I post on LinkedIn. Like I put myself out there. So like for me, like step number one, like go read my stuff and use it and play it back to me if you're trying to reach out to me. And if you do that, chances are like I'll probably be more inclined to have a conversation. But that's like roadblock one, like qualifier. You have to do that. If you don't do that, I'm not interested. But then like when I get on those first calls, like I have my guard up a little bit because yeah. I'm, I'm waiting and seeing, and I'm, my expectation is that it's going to be rigid. It's going to be like the, every B2B sales process that I'm used to. And when it doesn't, it stands out and then it, it leaves me curious and wanting more. So if you're going to be selling to people like me who probably have a similar mindset, what, what are things that you have done in the past or are thinking about just in terms of like, establishing the authenticity that you just described and kind of establishing that relationship building up front? Yeah, that's such a good question. And it's, it's, it's a hard question to answer because I'm truthfully, I think as long as you know your product and your story really, really well, I mean, that's the first step to being able to sort of call an audible, which is what I find myself doing pretty often on sales calls, which is like, being still and quiet and listening enough early on to get that of uh, the other person, you know, if it's not someone, you know, previously, and you're trying to pick up on there, all the cues, all the vibes, like, who are you? What do you, you know, are you, are you funny? Can we be funny today? Is this going to like, what, what do you need from me? And what's the best way to, to form a bond? And it doesn't not, not like your new best friends, of course, but like, I don't know, even just the style of communication and whatever. So it's just, I think, early on trying to give the other person the floor. And I think that's a rookie mistake that happens too often, especially in software. You know, it's just like launching into product and things about us or our, our solution or whatever it is. But genuinely just treat it, you know, trying to find that that common friendship bond, being curious, asking a lot of questions. I mean, it's, it's not super hard, honestly, but I think the problem in our, in the space that we're in is there's just so much pressure put on, put on all of us, put on salespeople, especially people who are newer to, to sales. It's very loud and marketers, you know, I love, love, 
marketing, love marketers, you you all, I mean, it's loud, it's a loud space. And so there's a lot of opinions about what sales should and shouldn't do. It's very noisy. And for someone who's young and early on and trying to figure out what on earth, you know, not only they're selling, but like how to do it well, who am I as a person? I mean, it takes some time to get there and it, it's hard to do. So it's just, you know, I often want to say, you know, there's a lot of feedback from marketers that I see on, on terrible sales calls. And there's, I think there's starting to be a little bit more on what makes a great call and sharing that and putting that out there. And like, you know, that's a common response of sharing when something goes differently than it should or expected and not doing the same when you're happy about something, but seeing more of that. And also just putting, putting the help out there of, of, you know, in someone in your seat, Brett, like, you know, what could someone do differently that have, would have worked better, et cetera. So, you know, I think there's a better way to get there that doesn't require 10 years of selling because truthfully today, I feel like it's fairly easy to just talk to another human being. Like it doesn't have to be any different than the coffee meeting I had with Jonathan when I sit down to sell you something, you know, it's the same, the same conversation to me. Yeah. And I think like throwing it back at me, like what you described and what you said is on point. And like, if we're, if, if we've got salespeople out there listening, like a great piece of feedback that Kate said that I will double down on because I talk to a lot of marketers and I do this is just let people talk. Marketers love to share what they're working on. And I think the, the more you let people share what they're working on insights that'll get it, that'll uncover strategy process things. And then that's, those are the nuggets that I'm sure a, a seasoned sales vet like Kate, you listen to, and you can maybe not play them back immediately, but those are things you have in your back pocket for the next conversation or the next conversation. Yeah. hundred percent. I mean, I think, but I think you brought up an important point earlier on too, which is do your homework everyone's lives are on social media anymore or many, many are at least not that hard. Let's, let's close with this. So joining a marketing company that has a bunch of marketers on it, I'd love just, and this is good because I haven't asked you this yet, but uh, it's something that I'm sure I would have come up in one of our chats would be like, what, what is, what is a successful relationship between marketing and sales for you? I think you've probably worked with enough marketers uh, during your time in B2B where you've had some great experiences, some average experiences, and maybe some not so great experiences. But like, how do you define success just working with uh, other marketers? Yeah. I mean, I think again, just like trying to come from a place of, of mutual trust and knowing when you need to kind of maybe break a wall down early on and make sure somebody knows that, you know, truthfully, there's a lot of people out there who might be interested in my solution or me and my relationship and feeling okay with something not being a good fit. And I think when you're, and that either, again, is a relationship or it's a, a sales relationship or what have you. But I think if, if it's someone that you're working with, again, that, that trust is so important. Everyone has the, the same goal, more and more the dialogue around sales and marketing alignment, which is so buzzwordy, but is that the fact that literally, and me and you, Brett, like 
we have the literal same, like there's the same goal. There's the same list and everybody has their kind of path to help get there. But at the end of the day, I mean, everybody's working toward, toward the same thing. And I think it's then that what you can do on the personal level that makes it easier to sort of connect on your way there. So I don't know if that was a great answer, but that's, that's how I think about it anyway. I love it. And just to put an exclamation point on it from a, what I would define as progressive marketing and sales teams from the ones I'm talking with, the kind of like the starting point is I work with sales directly in a, and oftentimes we are considered to be a part of the same team, go to market team, revenue team, and we have the same goals. And so I think blurring the lines between marketing and sales is becoming more of a thing. I think it's becoming, uh, allowing companies to operate more efficiently and effectively. And I'm excited that um, kind of our model and our approach is lined up the, the way it is because we're going to be partners in crime and we're going to be like, my v- viewpoint is like, let's carry the message to the market and try to have some conversations. And then people want to have conversations about it. Let's educate them on like our position and what we're doing. And hopefully that leads to people coming on the other side and saying, Hey, you know, I'm interested in this juice thing. What do you think? hundred percent. Awesome. Well, thank you for taking some time on your first official week, Kate. This won't be the first time you're on the podcast. I promise you that. Thanks so much for your time. Yes, thank you. So happy to be here. I had a ton of fun talking with Kate about her onboarding and what she is doing at the Juice. So many insights and nuggets. I am fired up to be working with a sales professional like Kate once again. She's going to be an awesome addition to the team. If you like what you've been hearing, hit that subscribe button. Take care of yourself. Take care of others around you. And I'll be back on Friday, like always, with another conversation with a marketer that matters. 